On the phone with me is Bend City Mayor Melanie Keebler. Melanie, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. I know we had a meeting last night, lots going on, but we're going to get to that in a second. One of the stories that we've been highlighting all morning long has been the letter that you wrote to uh, State Senator Tim Canope. And uh, I'm going to do a a quick uh, excerpt from that. Paragraph number two, you said, quote, We understand there are bills that you oppose, but as an elected official, you have a duty to be involved in negotiating those bills and vote against them if you ultimately can't support them. Shutting down the entire legislative process puts policies your community needs at risk. So tell me more about that letter. Yeah, I wanted to just communicate what I think a lot of people in our community are feeling, which is frustration that this legislative session has come to a standstill, basically, and is at risk of being completely shut down. Um, And wanted to highlight for Senator Canope just some of the priorities and urgent needs that our community has that we're going to lose ground on if we don't uh, follow through with the work that we've already put in this session to, to make things better. So, and I know Senator Canope has, has worked for Bend and provided, um, you know, investment in higher education and child care and other things and understands our urgent issues and I think shares a lot of the concerns and, and wants to get things done. So it's just disappointing to see that we're, we're having this sort of political gamesmanship instead of coming to work, you know, citing our differences, voting no on what you can't support, and moving forward with the things you can. Um, so I just want to make sure he knew kind of what we're risking here if we lose the entire session. What are you hoping to achieve? I mean, I'd love to just have a conversation with him. I, I think I'm sort of adding to, to the pile of folks across the state that are saying, hey, this isn't something that the voters want. You know, we spoke pretty clearly in passing the measure that says, you know, you can't run for office again if you're going to do this. And I think the message here is, if, if you want to vote no or if you want to argue against policies, that's fine. Just please go back to work. Have you had any reply on it yet? Uh, no, I just sent it last night after the council gave their full approval for it, so I haven't heard anything back at this point. So what do you expect his response to be, do you think? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to have a real conversation. I see in the paper and in other sources the, sort of the same lines coming from him and his caucus, but I'm hopeful that we can we can find a crack in the armor here and find a way for them to come back and get the, the policies passed that we need as a city. All right, let's move on. Something else that uh, was discussed last night was the timber yards development. So f- give us a quick uh, overview of what that development is and then what actions were taken last night. Yeah, so t- last night we had the master plan for the area where the timber yard development is going to be built. It will be built in several phases over many years. So this was setting the stage by providing a master plan that shows the general idea of where they're going to put the housing and other things they're developing, as well as showing the transportation. There's going to be a big upgrade to the transportation system in that area, um, a couple of roundabouts and some safe crossings and a, a bus stop and all those good things. And it's really taking a piece of dirt that's been sitting there in the old mill area and turning it into a really dense, vibrant urban development. So I'm excited to see that move forward. Um, We had support from the community. There was nobody really testifying in opposition. People want the homes built. They are excited about a walkable neighborhood with urban parks and plazas and all the good stuff that's going to come with it. So this is really the very first beginning step of that development moving forward. And where exactly is that scheduled to be? So it is in what's called the Corpine area, which is near um, Crux, which is a landmark many people may know. and it is sort of right off of Bond and Industrial. is a big corner of land that has been sitting empty for a while. So I'm excited to see that to start fill in. 
since it was the site of an industrial area for so long, I would imagine there'll be a lot of uh, environmental clearances to have to go through. Um, I'm not sure that there will be a lot. I think it was a particle board factory, and I know that the you know whoever the developer or sorry the developer will you know obviously have to go through making sure the site's cleaned up and ready for development. From from my understanding, that's not a huge barrier, and they're ready to get going at this point. Okay. Also, at last night's meeting, the city uh, signed a declaration regarding Pride Month. Yeah, so we proclaimed the month of June as Pride Month for our LGBTQ community and had some of our members of the uh, nonprofit, the Queer Creators Collective, come and accept the proclamation. And we just want to emphasize that we want Ben to be a welcoming, inclusive place. We want our queer community to feel welcome here. They are our neighbors and business owners and employees and employers and everybody in town um, has something that they touch that our queer community is involved with, whether it's shopping for plants or going to a show or just, you know, going to the bank. Um, so I, we want to make sure that people feel welcome here. And we also want to highlight the celebration that's going on with Pride Month events uh, throughout the month and the main Pride event on June 24th in Drake Park. As happens at every city council meeting, homelessness gets brought up. And before you had your city council meeting last night, during the day, Sheriff Shane Nelson testified before the Deschutes County Commissioner's Board. And he made a proposal that, in part, uh, to ban camping on public lands within one mile of a property line or urban growth boundary. I just wanted to get your reaction to that. Yeah, I was able to watch a little bit of that meeting, um, not the whole meeting. And I think my perspective is when we looked at regulating our right-of-way and putting in a camping code in Bend, we, we, we used a pretty deliberative process. It was a process that invited community input. We had roundtables. We had several council meetings to talk through each part of the code to make sure it was matching up with our values and goals and also matching up with what we legally can and can't do. So if the county is going to be embarking on this process, you know, I want to make sure that I would encourage them to do a robust process to allow for community input and to make sure that they are not um, simply reacting, but are being very thoughtful and comprehensive about how they implement any type of code that's going to move people around. Um, it was disappointing to hear some some comments at that meeting just that appeared to be a little dehumanizing or sort of making an us versus them sort of thing. And it's just important to remember the folks living out in, in our public lands, they are part of our community. And just moving them around isn't going to solve the problem. So I think there needs to be a comprehensive approach. Over the last week or so, there was a story in the news that uh, I guess kind of struck the imagination, if you will, uh, of a, an entrepreneurial man who uh, decided to build a two-story shelter on a public street. Tell me a little bit about that and the city's involvement. Yeah, you know, part of our camping code is, is it's not appropriate or safe to build structures in our right-of-way. And, and we had a gentleman who was it was really a structure. It was it was quite big, and it caught the eye of folks around town for for good reason because it was very visible. So um, we just um, went through the process of you know giving notice to that person, getting that that structure um, taken down, um, and that's that's the status at this point. But um, this is this is something that is part of what's in our code is that um, not only do we want people to be sort of safe and, and clean in, in their areas, but they can't build structures in the right of way, just like you couldn't build one in front of your house in the right of way. So. All right. Well, we won't get to talk to you for about uh, another 30 days. So what's on your calendar between now and then? Yeah, we've got um, uh, another council meeting in June, and then we we don't meet at the beginning of July. So we'll actually have a break and then have another council meeting um, at the end of July. We're having a joint meeting with our parks 
board uh, next week to talk about the mirror pond. There's been a study about fish passage at the dam. So we're going to meet together and talk about that and any kind of next steps that are coming from that. Um, and then I think we're going to be moving into several engagement opportunities that we're planning for this later this summer regarding our transportation utility fee and some other um, new things that we're trying to do to connect with neighborhoods. So lots coming up and people can keep an eye on our city calendar at our city website to see more. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes with us here this morning, Melanie. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Have a great day. Melanie Keebler, City Mayor of Bend, here at FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.